Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And welcome back, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and as always, pleased to uh, tee up another great legal conversation um, here on Chicago's Legal Latte. Today, we're going to look at one potential outcome of owning a business um, as you look at uh, time when it comes to exit that business. Hopefully, this, uh, this occurs under the best conditions, and as an owner, you are able to sell what you have built and move on to other opportunities or perhaps even retirement. Uh, joining me for the discussion is one of the contributors to this series that we call on for matters of financing, negotiating, securities, banking, things of that sort, attorney Steve Magala of Lavelle Law. Uh, Steve, first of all, good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back, Jim. It's been a while, but uh, glad to be back. Yeah, good to talk to you. I know, um, you know, I talked to some of your colleagues, 2020 was hard on many business owners, but as often happens, others found opportunity. Um, just in general terms, as you look across the landscape, are you seeing a lot of activity in 2021 with regard to business transactions? Yeah, the M&A market is definitely picking up, and, and we've seen that as well. So um, with the vaccine rollout, I think it's going to um, increase just throughout the year. And we're going to talk today about uh, one option for exiting a business as an owner. Um, we had a tough year. Things have, have been difficult for some, good for others. Is there ever a, a good time, a right time to think about selling a business, or is it really just based on where you're at personally and professionally? Um, it really depends on uh, the owner and you know what their exit strategy is in terms of you know who, who they want to sell to. Um, and how they want to exit. Um, really, you know, and once they kind of have that kind of figured out, and we can certainly help them with that. Um, you know, usually you want to start kind of prepping for that then, you know, say a, a good year at least uh, in advance of, of the actual sale, um, just uh, just to prep the business uh, and, and to position it for, you know, maximum value. You want to kind of give yourself at least a year to do that. And today we're going to talk about uh, an owner uh, rolling over their equity in a sale. Um, and I know that a lot of transactions today involve private equity firms. Can you kind of explain this concept of rolling over equity? Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, in the M&A market, um, some of the buyers, you know, are, are private equity firms or, or you know, well, financial buyers, not necessarily, you know, strategic competitors, although they may have portfolio companies that, that are that way, but, you know, sometimes they're just, you know, uh, financial buyers. And, and so uh, that kind of market has really, um, or, or those types of buyers have really kind of taken off uh, over the years, the, the emergence of these PE firms. And, and one of the ways that they can kind of set themselves apart is um, by, by really kind of offering as part of the, you know, total, consideration uh, for uh, the um, seller's equity is uh, to offer equity uh, in, in the buyer or um, the holding company uh, parents um, as part of that total consideration. Uh, 
so what what we're often often seeing then is is if there is kind of that uh offer of, of rolling over the equity that's typically made available to um you know sellers uh management team you know we often see a range kind of in between you know call it eight and forty percent and you know maybe a median of of twenty percent or so and and help me understand to clarify all that so they're the seller is not necessarily retaining ownership in the company they're selling. They're taking on an interest in, in the larger private equity firm. Right. Uh, more often the case, it's going to be uh, equity in the, in the new kind of the, the buyer's um, acquisition vehicle, you know, um, equity in that or, it, or in the, in a parent company uh, further up the chain. Okay. Now, um, We'll talk a little bit about some of the specifics here, uh, pros and cons. Um, I know that you've talked in the past about structuring these deals and getting financing done and, and the emergence of, of private equity. Does does rolling over equity provide advantages in terms of financing? Um, it, it does, uh, definitely for um, the seller. Um, it's... Um, as I mentioned, it allows them to, you know, set themselves apart, uh, kind of distinguish themselves from other uh, private equity firms. And, you know, it, it, especially now with, with the COVID pandemic, um, sometimes there's a reluctance by um, investors and lenders, you know, to commit to funding deals. And so, you know, offering an equity rollover really, uh, allows the uh, buyer to kind of uh, alleviate some of that reluctance, where that you would typically maybe would have gone out and gotten, um, you know, additional investors to fund the deal or or, or lenders. Um, you know, what what they can do then with the rollover equity is it allows the buyer to you know decrease the cash needed at closing to um, purchase the target. And really, kind of convert that outside financing that it would get from uh, investors or lenders, and convert it really into a form of a seller financing. So, you know, they're therefore lowering the necessary cash that they clearly needed to, to do the deal. And uh, beyond beyond financing, uh, talk to me about about uh, some of the other advantages of of using this particular vehicle. Right. Another another reason why I think we see private equity firms using um, or using rollover equity and becoming more prevalent is, you know, it, uh, um, it can often be used to, to kind of cover a gap in valuation, you know, which is, um, you know, sometimes can be covered by way of an earnout, but it can be, you know, a rollover equity can be kind of a, a type of earnout where you kind of cover that gap in valuation between what the seller perceives as the, higher value and what the buyer perceives to be a lower value. And we're kind of seeing this more and more in, in, in the COVID climate. So, you know, a rolling, uh, an offer of a rollover equity can really be used to kind of cover that gap in valuation. So it's a good way to bridge that gap and, and get a deal done. Um, so that, that's another good advantage of, of uh, rolling over equity. Um, it also allows, you know, from the management team's perspective, they get to keep kind of skin in the game by remaining with the buying company. And especially if they're interested in continuing to work and participate in management, uh, they can contribute 
uh, in a meaningful way to the um, ongoing operations post-closing. So um, that's really a good advantage for sellers who want to, you know, who have management teams that still want to keep keep growing and, and working um, in the business. Yeah. So a- anything on the tax side that uh, would be advantageous? Definitely. Um, you know, these equity uh, rollovers can be advantageous uh, uh, in terms of how they're structured. Um, they're often structured to allow for tax deferral so that there wouldn't be any immediate recognition of gain on, on the sale of, of the equity, where, you know, and instead it's a, a tax-free exchange of, you know, essentially the old equity for the new equity. Um, you've got to be careful because you have to structure it right, uh, you know, and then the, it can vary depending on, that structure can vary depending on, you know, the nature of the target company, whether it's an SC, S or C Corp or an LLC, so really kind of, you know, the bottom line there is you want to, if you're a, a seller or a management team participant, you know, involved in one of these, you really want to talk to your tax advisor and make sure that they're uh, appropriately structured. Uh, attorney Stephen Magala is a shareholder at LaBelle Law. He joins us today and does so periodically on Chicago's Legal Latte. He uh, also authors the Banking and Business Monthly Newsletter. You can find the most recent edition of that as well as archives of past editions at lavellaw.com. Uh, once you take a look, feel free to sign up for the informative monthly recap that uh, Steve puts together. Steve, uh, sharing information today about uh, rolling over equity in a sale for a business owner. You talked about some advantages. Um, as always, I assume there's maybe potential downside. What might they want to be cautious about? Yeah, if you're a seller and, and, and you're given this offer to consider what you want to do before you really accept it is kind of, um, you know, like as, as the buyers would do, you know, due diligence on the, on the uh, target to make sure it's a business that they want to acquire. You really should do the same thing uh, if you're the seller and, and go through a, a pretty meticulous due diligence process on, on the PE firm uh, or, or the buyer. Um, so you want to, you know, uh, act really or ask really good questions about, you know, the buyer and, and its plans for the uh, target, you know, uh, during that due diligence process. Um, it, it really, you want to get to know the buyer. It's, it's you know, if they're going to be bringing in any sort of uh, management team um, that's not already in place, you you want to kind of interview them, get to know them. So um, you definitely want to, you know, go into it kind of with eyes wide open. Um, some other – uh, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you finish up. Uh, I oh, so yeah, because that's... when you, when you talk about the due diligence process, um, we've we've focused on that in the past. But if you're running a business, you're trying to sell it, but you're still running it. There's a lot of time being spent. Is this a place where someone like you and Lavelle Law can kind of step in and and help make sure that that due diligence is taking place appropriately? Yeah, yeah, we you know, we structure these uh, as, as as teams, right? And so we um, structure our due diligence. We coordinate with um, the the client, the the, the sellers, and, and their advisors, you know, their tax advisors, and if they have other um, you know financial advisors or, or other advisors that they're dealing with, and we kind of take a team approach on due diligence in terms of you know trying to. Um, Help you know structure the deal and and uh, you know do, do the due diligence on the buyer in this case to really kind of uh, you know uh, make sure that it's an appropriate uh, structure for for that particular 
uh, seller and also try to help kind of um, minimize some of these disadvantages that we'll talk about here coming up. Yeah, I'm sorry I cut you off there, uh, but um, go ahead and share a couple more of those things that we want to be concerned about in these deals. Yeah, so when when, when we're representing sellers uh, and the management team in, in, in these deals and, and we're offered, you know, uh, equity rollover, one of the things we want to, you know, focus on as part of uh, the negotiation process is, is what repurchase rights do um, are they going to be with respect to that uh, rollover equity? So, you know, typically, you know, the management team is going to have employment agreements and, you know, that uh, rollover equity is going to be subject to repurchase by the buyer if there are certain triggering events such as uh, termination without cause, resignation for good reason, death or disability. And so you want to make sure that, um, you know, those are uh, – those repurchase rights are, are favorable with respect to, you know, the seller and, and the management team and, and that they're getting um, uh, favorable terms on, on, on that repurchase in case those events happen. And we've got just a minute left, so I'm going to kind of summarize and make sure that my thought here is accurate. It sounds to me like, the you know, an owner rolling over their equity in a sale is, is an option, good option for someone who has some patience and, we has an eye on the future. If if the goal is an opportunity for kind of a full cash out experience, maybe this isn't the way to go. Right, right. That's another disadvantage. Is um, obviously if you're rolling over equity, you're getting less cash at closing. So if you know the seller or its management team, if their goal is to you know uh, try something new, a, a new venture, or retire, it's probably not uh, the right situation for them. And um, you just want to, you know, if you're getting an offer like that, you really want to look at the buyer, do your due diligence, talk to any new management team coming in, um, and, and, you know, check out the fee structure. Uh, If there's a lot of fees and that's less, you know, potential profit than for the target company going forward. So there's a lot of things that we can certainly help with on, on the diligence process. Well, um, a lot of this is uh, summarized in a great article that Steve wrote. You can find that at LavelleLaw.com, along with the monthly newsletter I mentioned. And, of course, uh, you can always get in touch with Steve and the other shareholders and attorneys uh, by calling 847-705-7555, or visiting LavelleLaw.com. Many thanks to uh, Lavelle Law shareholder Stephen Magala for joining us today. Thanks to everyone for listening. And we uh, have some great episodes coming up, so stay with us.